In this episode of Great Practices, I'm talking with Neha Shingani, a social impact consultant who is passionate about inclusion and storytelling. Today, we're going to focus on the storytelling side of things and how this can be applied in a PMO and project management environment. We'll find out what a story is and what it's not, and why it's more important than ever to be able to tell stories effectively. Neha also discusses the different scenarios where stories can be used, the steps necessary to put an effective story together, and what traps to avoid. Plus, find out the meaning of a cool new word. The word is miasma, and how this fits perfectly into the need to tell great stories. It's hard to say when something is a best practice, but it's much easier to know when something is a great practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. Interviews with PMO and project management leaders who, through years of trial and error, have discovered their own great practices and are now sharing their insights with you. Now, sit back and enjoy the conversation as Chris Kopp uncovers another great practice in this episode. We'd like to welcome you to Great Practices, and today we are going to be talking about storytelling. Now, it was probably back in the early 20-teens that I heard the expression storytelling applied in a corporate environment. That's when social media was coming into its own, content marketing started to be all the rage, and companies were looking at different ways of getting their message out there. And I also remember scoffing at the idea. Come on, we need someone to tell us a story? What's next, a bedtime snack and tucking us in too? Who has time for that? Just show me the data, put it on a couple of slides, and let's get back to work. Recently, I've changed my mind. I've realized the importance of combining information and entertainment, also known as infotainment, in a business environment to keep people engaged, focused, and to help them remember what you said. How can you do that? You can do it with stories. People love a good story. That's why TV and movies are so popular and people still talk about their favorite movie or TV show they watched years ago. So that's why I'm so excited to be talking with Neha Shingani today. Neha is a social impact consultant that is passionate about inclusion and storytelling. And I want to get her take on how she could see storytelling fit into a PMO and project management environment, and more importantly, how to tell a good story. Neha, welcome to Great Practices. Hey, Chris. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you know what, Neha? We're going to start with your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. So my story starts, actually, I met Chris a few years ago. Um, I was doing a career change. I used to be an attorney and I realized that this was not it for me. I was not having a good time. I didn't feel like I was good at what I was doing. I didn't feel like I was getting valued uh, for what I was doing. So I decided to change my career. I started contracting I started in, engaging in some side some side jobs, some side gigs, and I started learning how to podcast. And Chris and I are part of this organization called the Association for Talent Development, and they were gracious enough to let me run a little class called Podcast Bootcamp. And that's where Chris and I met. So after that, after doing some kind of side gigging and figuring out what I like to do, what I don't, I got this job as a social impact consultant. It's 
uh, really fuses a lot of different things for me. So one is kind of engaging in that business aspect of things of, you know, the project management, being able to influence, influence how projects are run, influence how decisions get made and things like that, as well as the social aspect of things where I feel like I'm making a difference because I'm helping nonprofits and philanthropies and foundations um, do their work. So it's been a wild journey. I'm sure we can get into it, but I want to say that that podcast boot camp, I think, is where we where it really started. And and Neha, that is a wild journey. It's like I'm just <laughs> kind of thinking about okay, so you had attorney, podcast teacher, podcast host, also you're also a podcast host, a social and impact consultant. And rumor has it that you're you're also doing some DJ, DJ work on the side. Is that right? That is correct. That is okay. correct. <laughs> of course you are. There's there's no doubt in my mind that you would be doing that as well. And you are right. It was your podcast boot camp that I attended. It's been about three three years ago now uh, that I attended, and that just inspired me and gave me the path and the direction and the hardware and the equipment and all of the the best practices in order to pull a podcast together. And so here it is, three years later, and 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 now you're a guest on. So it's full circle. So appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely, I love that. It's been so inspiring to hear about your journey as well since that moment, and I'm it re-inspired to get back into podcasting myself now for with my own little personal side gig. I'll let you, I don't know what it is yet, but, but you've inspired yeah. me for sure. Well, you should do it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> happy to. So, all right, well, let's get into our topic today. First of all, what is storytelling and what is it not? When we hear that, you know, there's just some kind of images that come into our mind and we may think about certain things. So just go ahead and give us the, give us the real definition of what it is and what it isn't. Yeah, a story is basically a, it's a format, it's a communication that one person does to maybe another, it's a really human specific thing. And it transmits a lot of complicated ideas and feelings and emotions in a really succinct way to the other person. All right. So, and I love that you're saying it's a, it's a format. So it's really, it's just a different medium. It's just a different tool that you could put in your arsenal of getting the message across. Exactly. What is it not? Yeah, I would say a, a story is not a series of facts. It's not a spreadsheet. It's not a bunch of numbers back to back. You know, it's not just one person talking to another person. That's not a story, right? A story has a beginning. It has a middle. It has an end. It has characters. You know, there are certain devices that a story uses to, to transmit that complicated idea. And yeah, and it also, I think the big part of it is that emotional piece of it. You know, we talked, maybe you talked a little bit about like ethos, pathos and logos and things like that. I think yeah. the story is really hitting that emotional part of things. But, you know, and I think that's maybe where some people get lost a little bit, right? They're like, oh, okay, it's all emotional. It's all yeah. whatever that, you know, maybe that's not appropriate in a business setting, but, you know, we're dealing with more and more complicated situations every day. And I mean, and that's it. I mean, you know, ethos, that emotional side of things, that's that's how people make a lot of buying decisions, isn't it? It's based upon emotion many times more than even reason or, or logic. So it's like, it's important to kind of just realize that that's just the way we're wired. And it's important to have that as part of the way that we communicate with each other. Why is it that you think storytelling is even more important now than ever before? Like, why are you taking a, a deep dive into this specifically at this point? Yeah. So human beings from 
the age of, you know, the dawn of time, basically, have been telling each other stories. It's something that's so intrinsic to our species. You know, we transmitted a lot of history down the ages in stories. We oral traditions are so rich. You know, you get bedtime stories when you're a kid, things like that. It's just something that's really ingrained in our brains. In our in now, in 2024, today's day and age, we are inundated with yes. so much information, so many images. You know, I mean, everywhere you turn, there's a screen. Every screen has four or five slides. You know, we're looking at things all the time. If you try to make a decision, it's so difficult, right? Because there's so much information out there. I don't know if you agree, Chris. I mean- oh, absolutely. That's overwhelming. It, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming, exactly. And that is why storytelling is more important now than ever, because a story will cut through all of that, you know, the, the miasma, the flubber, whatever it is around you, and it will help you- make that decision because it puts the scenario in front of you. It walks you through how you may or may not respond. And then it gives you a, an action or a solution at the end of it. You used a word I have never heard of before. Miasma? Is that a, what is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if I use that word correctly, Um, but <laughs> to me, it's like, you know, the, the kind of the plasma that surrounds us when we try to make some type of decision, Um, the miasma, you know what I mean? I'm Okay. I'm on my computer right now. I can look it up really quick. Okay. So I, I used it a little incorrectly, but it's a highly unpleasant or unhealthy smell or vapor. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's this okay. like fog that's around us. <laughs> okay. I love it. Well, no, but that's exactly right. That's exactly what we're living in is mm -hmm. that miasma. And it's like, and I, I also looked it up and it basically says a miasma of stale alcohol hung around him like marsh <laughs> gas. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how, that's kind of how we, uh, that's kind of how all this messages and all of this information that's coming at us is like just that, that stupor almost that we've got around us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, with this day and age, you know, if I try to figure out what's happening on the news, for example, let's say I'm trying to figure out who, you know, what my local politician's message is, right? I have to look, I have to do so much Googling. I have to figure out what news channel I'm looking at. I have, you know, I mean, there's so many different various ways. On one hand, we're very privileged because there's a lot of information out there and yeah. where human beings are smarter than they ever were before. We've had, you know, we have education, all this kind of stuff. So I can make a decision on my own. But I, you know, I mean, I need, what I need is to hear that politician speaking to me and telling me, this is how I'm going to change your life, right? Like, this is how I'm going to do it. So I need that story in order to motivate me to go anywhere with it. All right. So let's go ahead now and let's bring this storytelling into, you know, more of the corporate environment. So can you think of like any examples, use cases, maybe of where storytelling could come into play with a project manager, with a PMO leader? What could some of those look like? Yeah, I so Chris, I think for me where it has come into play um it's been, it's been on two levels. So one level is a kind of like a broad a broad like strategic level, right? So uh, last year I was involved in this I was involved in this like initiative that this foundation gave a lot of different grants to these organizations who were expanding internet access around the world. 
And they wanted somebody to tell the stories of these organizations because on a wide, broad scale, they wanted people, number one, to know what it is these organizations were doing. Number two, they wanted them to be connected to those organizations so they may feel motivated to maybe give money, to help them, whatever. And number three, they wanted internally, they wanted everybody to know, hey, this is the great work that my department is doing. Right. So that was organization. That was organizational storytelling. That was storytelling on a you know more systemic level. It had a strategic reason, things like that. Yep. The second level that I have really seen it in my personal life is in really one on one one off situations. You know, me, I am trying to convince my boss to hire somebody or to give me money to do something. And I don't have, I have, I have a weekly check-in with her, you know, I have a weekly check-in with her and I'm trying to float this idea by her. And instead of, you know, bringing her this long report full of analysis that I've done, she doesn't have time for that. She doesn't have time for that. You know what I mean? So I'm going to tell her a story. I'm going to tell her the story of, Hey, look, you know, if you hire this person, this is what they may be able to do for you. Or, you know, I say, look, I've seen you struggling. I see what it's like. Let me, what if we did some visioning, you know, think this person may be able to help you in these and these ways, you know, stuff like that. So it's a one-off kind of quick, you don't even realize that maybe that is happening. Um, that is where storytelling really comes into play. You know, and as you're saying that, it's like, I'm thinking of the word analogy even because an analogy many times is just like a very short story, but what does it do? It just absolutely... You know, it's almost like a picture is worth a thousand words. It puts it in your mind and they immediately know what you're talking about and they can immediately remember it. So that seems like kind of where it's been very practical for you to kind of do that type of thing in those in those situations, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I and I just thought of a third thing as well. Something that I'm thinking a lot about in um in terms of organizational storytelling is a lot of times companies that are going through big changes, especially, you know, with uncertainty in the markets, things like that. Maybe they need to make a strategic change. They're engaging in some change management, things like that. Yeah. A lot of those companies rely on going back to their origin story of how did we start this company? What values did we found this company on? Um, those stories are enduring and they get spread around. People remember them, you know what I mean? They they are their motivation. So that type of origin story is also really useful and helpful and something that a project manager can implement uh, in their day-to-day lives. And like you're saying, these are the things people remember a story. And and that's the type of thing then that just becomes part of the culture and part of uh, you know, what's going on in their, like you're saying, everyday life then. Okay, so I'm convinced. How would I start? <laughs> with identifying something that would make for a good story. So let's just say, you know, uh, it could be a scenario where I do need to go ask for uh, money or I need to go ask for resources or something like that. And it may be one person, it may be a, a room full of people. What would be the process for, you know, identifying a good story and then the steps of pulling that all together? Yeah. So I think this, this is where the data comes into play. This is where the data comes into play. So you, it's not storytelling exclusive of, exclusive of data by any means. You do need the data to kind of back up your story. So I'm going to take the example of, you know, maybe you have like a DEI initiative going on, right? And you want to convince your company that, hey, we need to do some type of initiative for this DEI. You know, we, we, need, we need to do more for DEI, yeah. that kind of thing. So you look at the data, you look at the data, you do your analysis, you run your analyses, you look at, you know, the intersections of whatever demographics it is that you're trying to raise up, 
you know, uh, whatever, you do all of that number crunching and you see some gaps. And then where where you see those gaps, that is who you need to go talk to. So go talk to those people, ask them for their stories, ask them for their experiences, ask them about what their day-to-day lives look like. And then you you once you collect all those stories, once you know where to go based on the data, you collect the stories, then you can run that back up present those stories to who you need to present them to, things like that. So the process really here is to identify the change that you want to make, yep. right? You start from start from the end, you know what I mean? You identify the change that you want to make. You think about the audience that you're looking at, that who, whose minds you want to change or who where a behavior that you want to change. Um, and then with the stories that you've collected based on your data, you can provide them kind of an actionable step-by-step instruction on how to do it. And with this like ethos, you know, thing, like with the the format of a story, you make your audience the hero of the story. Yes. You make them the hero. You are not the hero. The audience is the hero. And you are, I think um, Nancy Duarte is this really amazing a person. She talks a lot about presentation. I'm sure many of your audience has has heard of her. She um, talks about resonance. You know, she talks about presentations, things like that. Yep. This is her thing is that you make the audience the hero and you are like the Yoda. You know what I mean? You're the person who's showing the hero how that they can and lo- unlock their powers and save the day. You know what I mean? So 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 that's pretty much the process is start from the end and then make them the hero. No, that's that's great. And I, And like you're saying, you're serving as that guide that's going to help them to be successful, you know? So that's, I love that point that you're not going to be coming in and saving the day yourself, but you're going to show them how you're going to show them how to do it. So that's a, that's a good approach there. And I love the point that you're talking about. It's not exclusive of the data. You've got to marry it to data because a story without data, that's also could be very dangerous. I would assume is what Mm -hmm. could happen there. It could be very ineffective also if you don't have the data to back it up because, you know, people are going to want to know what, uh, what the foundation is for that story. So it's a good point. Yeah. You may tell the wrong story. You may tell an inaccurate story, you know? Yeah, that, yeah. that's right. Uh, so, and, and I mean, I think that's, you, you, you had to identify the gaps early on also, you know, in order to understand what story to tell. So it's all data driven, but the, the format that it's delivered in is this very different format that we may not be used to in these days. Absolutely. So what mistakes then have you seen people make when it comes to storytelling that we would need to be on the watch for? What gotchas could you kind of maybe help us avoid? Yeah, I I mean, storytelling is an art for sure, you know, and there have been, there are many people that may be better at it than I am. You know, I'm not a professional storyteller in that way of like, uh, I'm not like a theater person or like a playwright or like, you know, something like that. But for me, the mistake that people make, especially in like a corporate setting or in a work setting, is like not thinking of the audience when they are crafting these stories. You know, yeah. you get a little bit, you know, at least it, last year in the process of of our storytelling expedition, you know, we we definitely had moments where we were like, okay, how can we make maybe ourselves look better? Or how can we influence our the narrative in a way that we want to, whatever. We got really caught up in our own egos, but we had to redirect to the purpose of what our storytelling was. And that was to amplify the voices of the people who we were recording and and centering ourselves on that, centering ourselves on 
who who is it that we're trying to help who is our audience you know putting ourselves in the, in those shoes it was a really difficult process it's hard to be empathetic you know what i mean it's really hard to be empathetic especially in a virtual sense right like i mean it's it's difficult to to know what the other person might like or might resonate with if you haven't met them in person, spent a lot of time with them, et cetera. So that process of developing empathy for everybody is really difficult. And I think a place where a lot of people kind of fall flat, I'm sure you've seen maybe a commercial or like, you know what I mean? Or something that you're just like, oh, this isn't for me, you know, that kind of a thing. So you need to really figure out how can you make sure people know this is for me and this was made for me. And I think, again, we, we have used, you've used the term empathy so many times throughout this discussion, but, but that is the point because you have got to put yourself in their shoes and you've got to ask yourself the same question that you would ask yourself is what's in it for me. You know, whenever somebody is coming to you and they're going to be pitching something to you or they're, you know, presenting you with an idea, that's, that's the question that's going to be going across your mind. It's the exact same question that's going across their mind. And we forget about that when we put this you know, when we put this together. So great reminder there as far as a, a mistake to avoid. Yeah. So how do you see, and you also mentioned this a little bit earlier, how do you see the storytelling fit into, you know, the discipline of change management that that's becoming just much more intertwined with project management and getting things done because you're going to have the project done but people have to know what's coming. They've got to know how to use it. They got to know where to get help if they need it. They got to know why they're doing this. So how does this, this storytelling fit into that discipline of change management as well? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this because it has really been a theme in all of the change management like articles, all of the thought leadership that's coming out. I think, I don't know if I mentioned at the top of the show, but I am doing a master's program right now for learning and organizational change. So there's a huge change management component in there. And a lot of what's coming out of the field at this moment is exactly what you were talking about. It's that communication piece. Yeah. It's that how do we get everybody on board together to go to this new place that we're talking about, right? We're, we want to make some type of change. Maybe we want to use a new technology. Maybe we'll, you know, we want to adopt a new platform or we want to, you know, do something in a new way. Maybe we are doing a merger or an acquisition and we're trying to yeah. welcome a lot of people into the fold. So yeah, you have to get everybody on board and stories are a real key for that. I think I mentioned like origin stories are huge, especially in change management ventures where they're like, okay, we're going to change some new things, but it's, it's just a continuation of what we've been doing before. You know, we yeah. have been doing this. This is what our company has been doing. This is what we've been built on. This is just an extension of something old. Or for example, like a new technology, you can tell stories uh, about why is the old technology terrible? You know, people love to complain, right? So I'm sure there's no no uh, limit to how much people, how many stories you'll get about how the old portal is terrible, how yep. it messed this project up, it really screwed up a deadline. It, you know, I mean, whatever it is, I'm sure you'll get so many stories about that. And those types of things are really what help get cohesion uh, within the organization and and move you towards that kind of new normal. The last thing I was going to add was about um, visioning, like, you know, creating visions together because visions are also a type of story. So having creating visions together as a group of how what it would look like when the change is implemented is also a type of storytelling. Yeah, no, very practical use. So what I'm hearing you say is if you're a project manager, if you're a PMO leader, 
number one, you really need to make sure that change management is part of the project plan, you know, and as part of what's what's moving these projects forward. But number two, you know, again, I know we don't necessarily like to get into a lot of details as project managers, but it would be good to know how is the message being conveyed, you know, and that would be something that they could look into as far as, you know, is storytelling part of that or is at least, you know, is that that empathy in it where the message is being communicated because that project is not going to be successful unless it is adopted. So it's all part of that combination of understanding how to, to successfully manage a project there. Excellent. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Neha. Is there anything else that you would like to bring up with our listeners that you think we could benefit from today from a storytelling perspective or just anything, any other words of wisdom? Because you seem to have a lot of wisdom in a lot of different areas. <laughs> I think the only thing I would leave people with is, yeah, that to, I'll go back to my career change and that kind of thing is like, explore all of your side hobbies. You know what I mean? Explore, go do all the side quests in your yeah. life. Like don't. I have learned that you never know where you're going to end up. I don't know what my story is going to be in the end, you know what I mean? But yeah. I know that it's going to be like, I'm prioritizing my happiness, my interests and things like that. And along the way, I'm privileged to meet so many great friends and you never know when people are going to pop back up in your life. Right. So, cause, because right. we just reconnected after a long time. All right. Awesome. Great advice. Well, thank you very much now for joining us today. And if somebody wanted to reach out for you, uh, they got more questions, wanted to talk about this storytelling concept further, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You can reach me at LinkedIn. I'm Neha Shingane on LinkedIn. And you want to spell your last name just for just so absolutely, get it. absolutely. It's so it's N E H A. That's my first name, and yep. the last name is S H I N G A N E. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on today and uh, sharing your stories with us. And we will talk to you soon, Neha. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. All right, see you. Bye. Well, that was another great episode of Great Practices, and we certainly do appreciate Neha joining us today and sharing your insights on storytelling. So what were some of these great practices that came out from today's episode? Well, first of all, I liked her definition of what a story is and what it's not. She talked about that a story is not a series of facts. It's not just one person talking to another, but it actually has a beginning, a middle, an end. There's going to be characters that are involved, and it really connects with the emotional side of people. What about that word miasma, a highly unpleasant or unhealthy smell or vapor? Uh, I've never heard that word before, but when she brought it up and she defined it, it really made sense when it came to why now is the time that it's so important to use stories in our communication. Because there's so much noise around us. It's, it's overwhelming. It is like that, that highly unpleasant or unhealthy smell or vapor that just encompasses all of us. So that's why it's so important to catch people's attention with something that has that emotional connection. It's memorable. And most importantly, it initiates and motivates the action to be taken. Where can stories be used? She brought out a number of points where a number of levels where they could be used uh, at the strategic level. She gave the example of the foundation she was involved in that was expanding internet access across the globe. So painting the big picture, it's a great place for a story to show up. Then she went to the other extreme, talked about the one-on-one -on -one with her boss. 
uh, told her boss the story about how much better it would be. Imagine what life would be like if we had this additional resource added to the team. You know, I couldn't help but think about that, uh, that epic movie trailer voice where the guy comes in and he says, imagine a world where, and then goes on to explain the movie. That's exactly what she's doing with her boss in those one-on-ones. Or even origin stories. She brought up the fact that, you know, times may get tough for a company, but go back to its roots, go back to where they came from and pull out those stories of, you know, their history and the trials that they've overcome, and then most importantly, set that trajectory for the future. So where do you start? I liked her practical advice that, uh, first of all, step number one is you've got to identify the change that needs to be made because you want to move people from where they are now to where they're going to be in the future. Then, interestingly, dig into the data. Could be a survey, could be trends, could be other metrics or analytics that you have access to. But identify those gaps, identify those areas that may be missing in getting people from point A to point B, and then find those stories that can fill in those gaps. You know, this is that emotional part. This is the part that's going to motivate people and realize that there's a better place if you follow this path and you follow this journey by listening to these stories. And there was a key point that she said about, you know, don't tell a story without the data to back it up. And the flip side of that is just don't have the data without a story to back that up either. So you want to go in uh, really with those two different formats to make a change. Always like understanding what the mistakes are that people make. And she brought up a couple of them today. First of all, not considering the audience you know, but rather making the story about the storyteller. She said that they had gone through an experience where they were really more focused on uh, improving their own egos or making themselves look good. That's not what you want to do. You want to make sure that this story delivers the powerful what's in it for me message. And it really answers that question that your audience needs to hear. And you really want to make sure that the story is right for the audience. You know, I mean, I can't help but think of maybe a scenario of a bunch of kindergartners that are gathering around their teacher and it's story time. And the teacher then pulls out the Wall Street Journal and starts reading from that. You know, it's definitely not considering the audience and how appealing that's going to be or what level of engagement they're going to have with that. So we absolutely need to consider our audience when it comes to putting the right stories together. Finally, she discussed the role that storytelling has in change management, which of course should be part of every project plan, because it is what's needed to get everybody on board and pulling in the same direction, bringing that emotion into the equation and being able to get movement to be able to move from where you are currently to where you need to be in the future. So excellent conversation with Neha. We loved having her on today and gaining her insight into storytelling and how we can apply that in our PMOs. So again, we'd like to thank Neha for being on today and joining us on Great Practices. Do you have a great practice you'd like to share? Go to thepmoleader.com, click on Explore, Great Practices Podcast, and then fill out the form at the bottom of the screen. Uh, Someone will get in touch with you shortly. 
Also, be sure not to miss a single episode by subscribing to Great Practices on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, we've absolutely had some great episodes and we've got more lining up. Be sure to share this with your manager, your colleagues, and any others that you think would benefit. So thanks again for listening to this episode and keep putting great practices into practice.